Before beginning <clears throat> the homily, I just want to apologize for my singing at the beginning of Mass. Actually, what happened is I was in the sacristy with Deacon Ray, and we drew straws, and I drew the short straw. So I would like to go back and see if there actually was a long straw. I think they're both short, but I was set up. Today, there's a lot of things that we're beginning. The, the way we enter into the church even has changed. The introductory rites to the Mass have changed. Even, we have a special case this year, the liturgy, the translation of the Missal has changed. So it all fits very well with the first Sunday of Advent, which is the beginning of the liturgical year in the church. As we know, each area or each time during the liturgical year is dedicated to a certain aspect of our Christian faith. We have Lent, which is a time of repentance, a time to think about our sins. We have the Easter time, which is about Jesus' resurrection, his power, the power of God. And then we have ordinary time where we see the day in and day out, the teachings of Jesus, how they direct our ordinary life. And then we come to Advent, and what's particular of Advent is a sense of expectation, a sense of waiting for the coming of Jesus. So the whole time, the liturgical time that we're beginning, is a time of expectation. And that's what the liturgy today speaks about. All the readings are dedicated towards that awaiting, that expectation. We see in the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, he's speaking to a Jewish people who are in exile in Babylon. If we try to get into a little bit the mentality, the, the, the historical context of the people of Israel, they saw that their temple, their nation, their wealth was a sign of God's blessing, God's love for them as a people. So you can imagine this people with their temple, their city, their, their grandeur, and then a foreign nation comes in and takes them off to exile for 70 years. So here we have Isaiah speaking to this, the people of Israel who are extremely depressed. They thought one thing, but then their life turned out to be something totally different. They were in expectation for something to happen. And it's reflected in what Isaiah speaks about. He says, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. The prophet Isaiah is there speaking for the people, saying, Why don't you come down? Why don't you come? Seventy years you have abandoned us. We are in exile. God, where are you? And that's where we can kind of put ourselves into the liturgy of today, into just this first reading. And say, how many times have we gone before God and said, God, where are you? God, when will you come into my life? God, how many times have I made an effort in this aspect or in the other, in my marriage, in my family, with my kids, in my business? God, where are you? Seventy years in exile. The people of Israel begin to lose hope. And that's why we read the reading of today. Our whole life 
is an advent. It's not just four weeks in the year. But the beginning of the church year is saying our whole life is an advent. Our whole life is waiting for God to come. Yes, in the moment of our death, but now, God, when will you come and touch my life? Where have you been? And if we read on through down to the end, the prophet himself gives us the answer in the last line. He answers that question, God, where are you? When will you come? He says, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you the potter. We are all the work of your hands. Now we know that for the people of the time of Isaiah, today when we buy pottery in the store, you know, usually it's this machine that makes it, no effort involved, instant results. But pottery at that time was a very painstaking task. And the prophet Isaiah says, Lord, you are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. The potter who's there forming, working the clay again and again as it spins around on that table, spins the clay around, and the potter works in with his hands, with his fingers, to form the vase or the plate or the dish that he wants to form. And many times it doesn't work out. It goes crooked, and the potter takes the clay again, kneads it into a formless mass and starts again, starts spinning, starts forming, starts working again and again until he gets the perfect piece of pottery. And then he takes that piece of pottery and puts it in the oven under fire and bakes and hardens and molds that piece of pottery so that it'll be useful. And that's what many times happens in our life. We think of God is distant. God, where are you? But God is the potter. He's always there. And it's up to us to be that clay that God can mold. It's up to us to be soft, to be malleable, so that God can shape us. How many times in our life we look at things that happen and we say, why God? And it's that finger of the potter that's trying to form the edges. How many times that we want to remain hidden in our little world and God with his fingers, with his hands, is pushing that part of the pottery out to others. How many times do we want to just be caught up in the external things, the parties, the events, the day-to-day activities, and God with his hand, with his fingers, pushes us back in, within, to think, to meditate. So many times in our life, we try to resist God. We become brittle, we become hard. And that's when it becomes difficult for the potter to work. It becomes painful. You know, God, why? God has a plan, and it's up to us to be that soft clay that he can mold and form into that piece of pottery. So today, as we celebrate the first week of Advent, we are in expectation. We are waiting. We should be in expectation and waiting to see 
what part of that process am I in right now? That God that I thought was so far away from me, that God that I thought didn't care about me, in every failure, every joy, everything that happens in my life now is part of the process of the potter forming me. And we can ask ourselves, what part am I in? Is he pushing in something that I want to be out? Or is he trying to push me out of my comfort zone when I'd rather be in? Or am I maybe in that furnace, in that fire, where I just say, God, this is too much. He's testing me beyond my strength. And what I don't realize is that like the fire hardens the clay, God maybe is testing me because he wants me to remain, to persevere as I am. That he's created the shape that he wants me in. And now he's testing me and making me firm. So we can ask ourselves, what part of that process am I in? Have that expectation to know that God does have a plan for me. God is forming me. God is preparing me, just as the potter prepares the clay.